for all your medical care and needs. Ask our doctors. So doctors warning about hair transplants and people claiming uh, to be hair transplant surgeons who are conducting uh, these surgeries but simply don't know what they're doing. Dr. Kashmal Kalan is medical director of Alvi Amani, South Africa. Dr. Kalan, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Kathy, and, and good morning to your listeners as well. Thank you for having me on your show. Um, the minute I saw botched hair transplant, I thought about the show, botched, which covers, of course, um, you know, surgeries, plastic surgery that go wrong in ways that one just can't expect or even anticipate in some instances. Is it the same thing? Most certainly, Kathy. So first and foremost, what one must understand is that a, a FUE hair transplantation procedure is most certainly a surgical procedure. And even though we're working on hair, it's very different to going and getting yourself a haircut, for example. And I think a lot of times there's a misnomer out there in the public that if I need hair, it's, it, it's simple. It's an easy process and you can kind of go anywhere to get it done and the results will be good. But in reality, and as you correctly alluded to botched surgeries, a lot of times if the procedure is not done in the right clinic, under the right guidance, by the right people, you can land up botching people's hairlines or even the entire scalps making them even far worse off than they were before they started their journey in hair restoration. First, let's talk about the scale of the problem we're dealing with. Um, uh, Dr. Kalan, I've got Mune who sent a message who says, Hi, Kathy. Aish, please don't rub the aging thing in. Uh, but great show. But, you know, aging, of course, are always seen as one of... Um, a key indicator of that as as losing hair, as balding. But you can give us a a better picture of, of what, what actually happens when it comes to hair loss and some of the causes. Yes, definitely, Kathy. And one thing we must understand is that hair loss is very multifactorial. So what that means is that there are many avenues in which we can actually start losing our hair. And I was listening to your pre-show a little bit and you alluded to a lot of the correct things. For example, incorrect hairstyles, using the wrong chemicals on your scalp, braids, weaves, cornrows that pull on the hair for long periods of the time. That can lead to something that we call traction alopecia. And that is something that obviously affects a lot of women particularly because of the hairstyles that they use. These are all the hairstyles we love, Dr. Kalan. I know. Well, what do you mean the weaves? No. (laughs) So so the reality, Kathy, is and and at no point am I saying don't use a weave or don't don't make that lovely hairstyle the way we should. The big thing here is about educating people. So a lot of times we start very young. I mean, I see kids sometimes four or five years old that are already having braids and things done and what you're doing is you're actually weakening those roots over a period of time so instead of using braids weaves etc for very long periods of time it's always recommended to give the scalp a bit of a break go back to your natural hairstyles for a period of time give those follicles a chance to sort of recover from all the pulling and tension that they've been under and that can limit the amount or the degree of hair loss that you experience so that would be one one facet The second very important facet is the fact that we do lose hair because of the genetics that we've received in the family, as well as because of the hormones that we have in our body. So hair loss can almost be classified as a medical condition whereby your body is primed to lose the hair on the top of your scalp. And we see this quite commonly in males. 
in the male population in general, it does affect almost two-thirds of males. So that's about 65 to 70% of males in their lifetime can experience a genetic hair loss problem. And we call that male pattern or female pattern hair loss. And then finally, we get to a point where we also do repair cases on patients that, for example, have burnt and they have a scar on their scalp and that area has never grown hair. We can surgically implant hair into that scar and that can yield a successful result. Other patients that have been hit on their head have scars, have been bitten by dogs and have a scar where the hair is not growing. That's another area of work that we focus exclusively on by doing the hair transplant procedure. Mm. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm no expert in this, Dr. Kalan, so I'm going to speak about uh, what I see and experience anecdotally, and it must be received as such. So with my, with obviously, um, my black friends, everybody complains about hairlines, as you've mentioned, and we know that the, the hairstyles are, are the problem. My white friends complain about thinning hair. Is that the same yes. thing? It very much is the same thing. And what we must understand is that before we start losing hair, hair must go through a thinning process first. So we don't all of a sudden wake up one morning, have a full head of hair, wake up the next morning and there's no hair on the head. It is a gradual process. It's almost a journey of hair loss where the hair follicles get weaker over a period of time. And once they've gotten so weak where the root of that hair follicle can no longer produce a new hair, that's when areas of balding start arising. Now, particularly on, on, on your friends, for example, where the hairlines are being lost, Majority of the time, the condition there is something that we call traction alopecia. And and to simplify that very fancy word, traction just means pulling and alopecia means hair loss. So we have developed hair loss as a consequence of constantly pulling on our hair. And that is where all the different hairstyles and methods come into play. And then when people are thinning, that most often is due to either age. So we have to touch base on age because as we get older, just like our skin, our nails, everything else does tend to age with time and our hair follicles will get thinner. But if we do not curtail that thinning and if we do not adequately ascertain the reason for that thinning, we can arise where the patient thins away completely and develops balding. And once you've gone into the balding side of things, and that's basically where there's no hair growing on the scalp, then unfortunately, the only way we can rectify that for you would be via a hair transplant, because we have to physically, surgically place the follicles back into your scalp for that area to regrow again. Well, it's so informative. This conversation has been already. When we come back then, we take a closer look at some of the treatment options because uh, hair transplant is, of course, uh, one of the treatment options that is available. And then I'll take some of your calls for Dr. Kalan. Yes, don't be shy, guys. This is a safe space. We can talk about our hair problems. You are in safe hands and in a safe community. Uh, the guys on the WhatsApp line are killing me. Some of your messages are hilarious. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. I'm back with Dr. Kalana after this. Get your health questions answered by experts. 
Dr. Kashmal Malan is the medical director of Alvi Amani South Africa. He's answering our questions around hair loss and in particular, um, you know, we're, we're leading towards hair transplants here. So, Dr. Kalan, before we get into the nitty gritties of hair transplants, let's talk about the treatment options available, because I think that that's where a lot of uh, problems also develop. People end up buying all sorts of products that promise all sorts of results and hardly ever deliver. Kathy, I think you've said that brilliantly. What's happened in the hair loss industry up until this point? And I mean, you'd know hair loss has been something that's been around since the ages of time. So there's almost been an over-commercialization of the space where there's literally a lotion potion or miracle pill, pill or miracle spray that you can use on your scalp that is promoting hair growth. And in reality, we know that that isn't the case because if there was a shampoo or a conditioner that got you your hair back, I don't think we would be having this conversation right now. So the reality is we want patients in particular to always ascertain the cause of their hair loss. And and that starts off by having a consultation with us where we can obviously take a, a thorough history, do a physical examination and understand what is it that is causing your hair loss. And once we've clinched the diagnosis, that then opens up to a whole host of different treatment options that we have. Where patients are thinning and the hair loss isn't very progressive, we do have what we call PRP therapy, which stands for platelet-rich plasma. And that's a very simple process where we actually use your own body to heal and regenerate the hair follicles on your scalp. So we take some of your blood, we separate out the different components, and then we inject those platelets directly back into the scalp so that they can start healing and regenerating the hair follicles. So in patients that are experiencing thinning, in females where the hairlines have started to show signs that they, I like to use this term, that they're moonwalking back, meaning that they're starting to get thinner and and the hairline is starting to disappear, PRP will be a fantastic treatment to halt the progression of thinning as well as to encourage further growth of the existing hair. Then we go one step further where we also have medical therapies that allow us to help give strength back to our follicles. And one such medication is minoxidil, which is a topical medical spray that you can apply onto the scalp. And it works very much like a fertilizer. It boosts the follicles and creates an environment that allows them to grow very strong and thick. And these are things that we use primarily in patients that have thinning hair or patients that have started to notice that they are undergoing a thinning process. And we use this to halt that journey for them. Then we move into the next space, which is obviously where patients have completely lost their hair already. And in our practice, a lot of the patients already come through with some degree or level of balding. And what that means is that we now need to go and replace the hairs that have been lost from the scalp. Because once you've balded away, Kathy, unfortunately, you've lost the root of that hair follicle. And once that root of the follicle is lost, nothing can grow from there. And that is why balding, once it occurs, it kind of persists. There isn't a regrowth of hair naturally. And this is where our our next topic comes in, which is the surgical hair transplant procedure. And to be very honest, it's a super simple process and can be likened very much to farming. And I use this analogy quite often in the practice with my patients as well. We literally have to harvest or remove seeds or hair follicles from one area of the scalp, which we call the donor area, because that is the area that's donating the hair. And then we need to replace them in areas where you've balled it away. So we're basically placing those seeds of the follicles back into your scalp, creating an environment that allows those seeds or hair follicles to grow. And in six to nine months time, once that process has kicked in strongly, patients should start 
being able to see positive results in areas where they previously never had hair. So this process then, you must begin before you have started balding out completely. That would be the ideal scenario. So, I mean, there's a large education campaign that we're trying to drive, particularly within the Alvia Armani clinics locally as well as globally, where education, education, education. Don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait until you've balled it away and then start seeking care. The minute you start noticing that you're thinning, the minute you start noticing that your hair isn't how it used to be or it it feels like there's a difference from what you used to, that's immediately when one should start seeking care because a lot of the times we can use non-surgical methods to improve your hair, which may even mean that you won't ever need a hair transplant procedure. But in most patients that come through, because they've already got an element of balding that's occurred, unfortunately, they will have to go through the hair transplant procedure. Let's talk about costs, Dr. Kalan, because that, that, that's a big issue. How much does all of this cost on average? So, so Kathy, it's, it's a very hard question to, to, to answer in, in one simple answer because there's so many factors that get taken into play when we're actually costing these procedures. I often tell patients the best way to understand what the costing would be is to start that consult journey because if you have a very large area of balding, if you have a a very difficult donor region, the costing may be slightly higher. And if the area of hair loss is very small and the donor area is superb, your costing might be less. Our consultations are free. So we always start off by doing a free consultations for our patients. So patients can come through, have an assessment done by one of our clinic technicians, and that's going to allow us to understand what's happening. And then we can form a thorough uh, sort of treatment plan for you going forward. There's many options on financing as well. What, what what is the the success rate of of these surgeries and some of the interventions that you then um, would advise patients to take up? So, Kathy, with hair restoration, choosing the right patient, making sure that you've clinched the diagnosis is very important in making sure that we can give you fantastic results. So, if you've got the right patient that has a good donor area that we have the right diagnosis in. I can almost say that we have a 100% success rate. It's hard to use 100% when we deal with human beings because nothing with human beings is 100% perfect. But I would say 98 to 99% success rate is what we achieve in in majority of our patients. Fantastic. We're going to take your calls um, for Dr. Kalan after the 11.30 news headlines. Mzi in Eastern Cape, you're going to be first up. For all your medical care and needs, ask our doctors. All right, we continue the conversation on um, hair transplants and hair loss. Uh, I'm I'm fascinated by just the humor with which everybody is interacting uh, on the subject with just on the WhatsApp lines. Mzi, you're in Cape Town. Good morning. Eastern Cape, Oh, yes, you're in the Eastern Cape. Apologies, Mzi. Apologies. Good morning. Hi. No, no, I'm feeling sorry. I was, uh, I'm talking about my uh, my sister, elderly sister. I don't feel sorry for her anymore now. She knows what the problem is. The moment that she put the, uh, what do you call this thing, break, her hair will, re- will remove. But she's busy with this breathing thing. She even went to doctor and to uh, for this treatment. And you can see that the, the hair are coming all right. She's not patient. That's when she recover. She will go to the same thing. You don't need a breathing gang. Tabunda gano roka the natural hair. 
Z, what are the conversations that you've had with your sister about it? Some cover, she looks beautiful with her natural hair. She's close to 50 years. When this braiding is causing some damage in your hair. What it is with this braiding? It's a, it's, it sounds like it's something that you guys have had a, a number of conversations about, Mzi. You sound so passionate about it. No, no, I don't. I'm no longer feeling sorry for it. Now she's busy with the weave now. Because of, you see, what her culture smell is like. With this Eshmzi, I can't explain it to you. If you don't get it, you don't get it. But I understand where your sister is coming from. <laughs> all right, all right, Mzi. We, we can say he's a fed-up brother there. Um, I think, Mzi, at least there's an opportunity for you to go have a conversation with her that will also help inform her a bit more um, just about the damage that, that she's doing to the to the hair. And and Dr. Callan, do, do you see that a lot in your practice um, where you tell your clients, particularly the women, that, look, the, the braids and the cornrows is what is leading to this and um, despite that advice, you find they keep going back for more. You know, Kathy, I was I was giggling in the background here because exactly what your what your uh, listener has has portrayed over the phone call is what we see very often in our practice between the husband and wife, or between sisters, or between a mom and a daughter, where they're having that same argument by saying the doctor is telling you that it's the braiding that's causing the problem or the or the weaving but you're still going to continue using it. So you need to start understanding you're either going to make peace that by doing this, you're going to lose hair going forward, or you're going to now start actioning a, a correct treatment plan and we're going to start looking at different and alternative ways to style our hair in order to ensure that we can keep our natural hair. So very common process that we see in the practice. Uh, and with these sort of patients, I think, again, and I, I keep harping on about the same point, but education, education, education. I always believe prevention is better than cure. And if we can start educating the masses and making them understand what these practices do, and don't get me wrong, at no point am I saying don't ever use a weave, don't ever braid your hair, don't ever do a cornrow. You're going for a function, you're getting married, you want to do something different, that's absolutely fine. But it's the duration that we keep these things on our scalp for that creates the problem. And also where these processes are being done, because I've seen certain places where the braids are done superbly, where they don't create too much of the tightening. And then other patients that come through with the braids so tight, I mean, if the patient even frowns, they they, they want to cringe because it's pulling on their hair. So certain practices, yeah, it, mm. it can get quite intense. So it's more about taking what you have and and using it in the way in which it's going to benefit your own hair. And if you've made up the point that you say, listen, I, I don't want to have my natural hair, I'm happy with the weaving and the braids, then that is the route that you've then taken. And <clears throat> for me, it's it's better to understand where you're heading in that route than to take a route where you're not sure what's going to happen. Thanks for that, Dr. Kalan. Let me take some of the WhatsApp voice notes. Um, I hear you that uh, you and... and, and um... And the doctor are talking more into women and stuff. But this issue, it, it cuts across. Most probably you discussing this because you are a woman. How do we go about 
can we reverse the the the, the, the bowling in men uh can we do the 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 the, the transplant, hair transplant, or whatever you call it, in 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 men. Um, I come from a family where, whether from my grandfather to my son, we are all bald. How do we correct that? Is there a remedy? Is there a way of doing it? Dr. Kalan. Yeah. So, Kathy, on this case, I mean, and and he's had a classical experience because you can see it's happened in his father, in his grandfather, and this is exactly what I was alluding to earlier where we talk about the genetic hair loss pattern or male pattern balding. Now, in, in the case of himself and his family, again, I would encourage them to start the process with a consultation so that we can grade and gauge what the level of hair loss is. And if there's still an element of existing hair on the scalp, that can definitely be saved and strengthened or salvaged, if I can use that term. But wherever the areas have balded away, that's where we'll have to do a hair transplant for him. And I mean, Male pattern balding is such a common experience that we see in the population. I mean, we've got vast experience in doing these restoration procedures on our male patients as well as female patients. So it should give him a lot of encouragement to know that he's not alone in this process. And we do actually have good foolproof treatment plans to actually combat it for them. All right. I've got more questions for you here. Let me go to Peter in Limpopo. Peter, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Yeah, no, uh, I'm just wondering uh, why does uh, your doctor uh, not reveal the prices of this thing, these things? Because uh, he's not honest. He's not fair. He, he's doing this transplant almost daily. He knows the prices. Why must it be a secret when he comes on the radio? Because we are not uh, uh, the same in financial status. Some of us are poor. So if he, he can... Tell us the prices before the consultation. Uh, before going there to the consultation, I'll be knowing that this one I can afford. I think uh, that is not fair. Lastly, uh, my advice uh, to the people who develop the baldness uh, because of age: it is not a wise idea to do a, a transplant because they are going to have a problem uh, after the transplant is successful. Now, as they go on aging. Now, the, the, the baldness extends on their head, which means even after transplant, maybe after 10 years, you are going to find yourself having a new patch of baldness on your head. So you will you, go on uh, uh, paying for those transplants every now and then. The best way, way to do it is to go calcop, chiscop, wire wire, like me. Thanks. All right, Peter. <laughs> Peter out in Limpopo. Dr. Kalan? Yeah, Kathy, look, I completely understand where Peter is coming from as well. And obviously, I'm in the industry for very long now. So we know that every single patient is an individual and every single patient's case is different. But just to put him at ease and, and a lot of your listeners as well, I mean, hair transplant procedures typically can start from anywhere between 20 to 25,000 Rand upwards. And this very much depends on a multitude of factors, but that would give them a bit of a guidance point as to where the starting price is for, for these procedures. We do have medical finance, so there are many ways in which we can finance these procedures for them. And at LBR Money, I mean, our key focus is to try and help everyone. So we don't turn patients away. We always see if we can make a plan for them in terms of their finances, be it a payment route option, be it medical financing option. But again, it's very hard to 
give a blanket pricing when we haven't seen the patient. Because if his hair loss is super extensive, if he needs an entire scalp of hair, small area of the hairline and the temples, that would be much cheaper. So very hard to actually give you an adequate uh, figure there. In terms of your second uh, question to say you would need follow-ups in the future, remember, hair loss is an ongoing progressive problem. So once the transplant is done, there is going to be maintenance, just like when we buy a car and you need to service it regularly to make sure it's in its prime situation. We also need to do that for the scalp. And that's where the medications that we spoke about, like minoxidil, PRP, etc., come in to help maintain that hair so that you will not need a second transplant in the future. All right. Thanks for that, um, uh, Dr. Kalan. Uh, let's listen to this WhatsApp voice note here. Morning, Kathy. Um, you know, in connection with this hair loss, I have a 15-year-old son who is already um, experiencing hair loss on the top of his head. Um, what do I do about that? Um, he's already started it, uh, I'd say, about two years ago. It's quite a mop of hair, but on, right on the top, you know, by the fontanelle, it's starting to thin and out. It's still thick, but it's, you can see definitely, and he's noticing it, that it's thinning out. Please ask the uh, good doctor what we can do about that. Thanks. Bye. Dr. Kalan? Yes, Kathy. So this is another very classical example of, of hair loss affecting the very young. And we would often call this an aggressive hair loss pattern or aggressive male, potting, male pattern balding scenario. And the best thing to do here is to get on to, to, to a consultation with us ASAP because the longer you leave it, the longer we don't have a critical diagnosis or we don't know what's happening on the scalp, we don't want to land up in a situation where he's 20 and he's lost majority of the hair already. So I would encourage him to start the journey by having a free consultation done. Let's assess the scalp, understand what's happening, and that will allow us to give you a definitive treatment plan going forward. All right, thanks for that. I hope it answers your question. Justine, you're in Cape Town. Good morning. Oh, hi, yes. Um, thank you, doctor, for being a hair doctor. Um, some years ago when I was quite young, um, I lost um, a, a lot of my hair. It was coming out by the handfuls. It started off with knits at my kids' school, and that insecticide you put on your hair wrecks it. So please, people, use essential oils. I think it's lavender and something else, but look it up on the internet. Essential oils, not hair insecticide. Then my hair started to itch. I went to the doctor. I thought I still had nits. He said I had nothing. I couldn't stand the pain. They um, gave me cortisone. When the cortisone had finished, I was in more pain than I was before. And my hair was falling out in more chunks. Anyway, um, and, and the other thing is don't let your children put gum on a white basin because you don't see it and you get it in your hair. So after that, I was in absolute desperation and I actually went to my pastor and he prayed for me and that healed me and my hair got restored. But please, no insecticide for nits. You just need essential oils to get the nits out your hair and kill them. But don't use cortisone on your head ever. It got 10 or 20 times worse when I used the cortisone. Thank you, Doctor. I really appreciate this program. All right, Justine. Thanks for calling in with your experience. Dr. Kalan, what do you have to say to that? Yeah, Kathy. I mean, that's an experience that we also see quite commonly where perhaps a patient may have had a reaction to one of the medications 
And that reaction would have then resulted in a bit of an allergy or an inflammation. And that is why she would then have had to be put on corticosteroids to sort of prevent that inflammation from getting worse. It's very hard to take on and, and give an opinion on the case because naturally I don't have the full history. I haven't done a physical examination on the scalp to understand exactly what's happening. But in essence, I mean, again, it all starts off with the diagnosis. Understand what's happening on your scalp. Go to a place that knows what they're talking about when it comes to hair. Hair is a very unique and specialized field within the human body. And sometimes just treating it like an, an average part of the body or, or treating it like a different part of the body is not always the way to get successful results. So again, start off with a good consultation at a clinic, see exactly what's the cause, understand the problem, and that's how we can often find success in the treatments. All right, a couple of more questions for you. Um, is there a medical alternative to dye when it comes to gray hair? Uh, somebody else also asking a similar question. Is white or gray hair reversible or are you going to stay that way? So graying, unfortunately, and I have to say this openly and honestly, graying is an age-related process. So as we do get older, the hair follicles start losing the ability to create pigment. And as that ability to create pigment lessens over time, naturally the hair starts showing up as being gray or even paler, blonde, etc., now, the reality here is it's it's not always possible to reverse the grain process. And at this stage in our medical advancements, we haven't found a particular treatment route that can stop you from graying or changing you from graying to, to, to back to your natural hair. But what I do encourage patients is, you know, just with anything in life, a healthy body, healthy mind, healthy soul is often the best way to combat a lot of our problems. So you'd find patients start graying when they're very stressed or if they're undergoing severe trauma, emotionally, physically, whatever the case may be. And that almost triggers the body into starting that aging process. So we've got to look at graying multifactorially. But to be very honest, from a medical point of view, at this point in time, we do not have any treatments that can reverse or stop you from going gray. All right. Oh, Dr. Kalan, thank you so much for uh, this very informative segment. I'm going to end it off uh, with Frank, one of our listeners, who says, Hi, Kathy. This means that politicians are saving money on hair growing mooty. Hair today, gone tomorrow. Um, I told you, our listeners are having lots of fun uh, with this topic <laughs> on the WhatsApp line. Um, lots of interest, uh, Dr. Kellen, for uh, you know what you do and how people can get in touch. So let me give you 30 seconds to do that briefly. Thank you so much, Cathy. So, I mean, very easy to get in touch with us and all your listeners are more than welcome to go onto our website, which is www.lvarmani.co.za. We are also open on all social media platforms, be it Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. So it's very easy to get a hold of us. Go through some of our testimonials, listen to what other patients have to say, and most importantly, come for a free consultation. We are based in Johannesburg currently, but a lot of our consultations can be done online. So patients all over from the Popo, Eastern Cape, as we had listeners that, uh, that, that came onto the show, they can all have these consultations done in their homes by providing us with some images, answering a medical questionnaire, we'll be able to still perform that consultation for them. So... From my side, Kathy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on your show. All right. We really look forward to helping a lot more people and by being able to, to, to reach more people, they can hopefully understand that we do have 
I, I will almost call it foolproof methods and solutions now that can give people back their hair. All right, Dr. Kalan, we'll leave it there. We ended off on that note on the talking point for today. Up next, the book reading.